Remember when I said I wanted to start a new hobby in 2022? Well, now I found the perfect way to do so. Let's Make Art delivers art supplies right to your door. Whether it's monthly subscriptions, project kits, or supplies for a variety of projects, they make art simple, even for someone with a lot on their plate. Not everyone has a ton of time or space to create. That's why they've made it easy for you to start now. Let's Make Art has done the hard work so you can focus on mindfulness, learning, community, and having fun. With easy-to-understand tutorials and so many different offerings, there's something perfect to fit any level of learning. Let's Make Art also has community groups where you can enjoy a safe space to share your art with others. Right now is the perfect time to express yourself creatively. With Let's Make Art, you can try a new artistic medium on for size or maybe even pick up a new hobby. Right now, Let's Make Art is offering Heart and Hustle listeners 20% off. Visit zen.ai backslash hearthustlepod for 20% off your entire order today. So right now, go to zen.ai backslash hearthustlepod for 20% off anything you order today. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And we are here every week talking to you about business, entrepreneurship, balance, and so many other things. We've been here for about six years now. Um, So we've been podcasting for the better half of a decade. Um, We've had so many wonderful guests on, had so many great conversations, and we're just so thankful that you're still here. This is episode 200. Air horn noises that I would put in here if I had the time to have a soundboard, but I don't. So shout out to anybody who's listened to all 200 episodes because that is insane. So thank you for doing that. I can't listen to any episodes after we record them because I do not enjoy the sound of my voice. Um, Whenever I try, then I end up being like, wow, y'all just let me sound like that out here. Um, so yeah, but I, I had to like try to re-listen to one recently cause I needed something specifically in there and it wasn't in the show notes. So this is like a lot of good stuff to go back and reference. Um, not fun if you're listening to yourself, but you know, sometimes you, you gotta have to deal with it, I guess, for the knowledge. Well, it's also just fun to listen to podcasts where we have a, a ton of episodes and That's, trying to go back. Yes. Um, I'm re-listening or starting Journey to Launch at a um, suggestion of my friend Tracy, who was like, she's obsessed with this podcast. Listen to it so good. And Tracy has a haul of her stuff together financially. And so I was sitting down and I was like, okay, I'm listening to it. And it is really good. But starting from episode one is rare for me. I typically do not start podcasts from episode one. I just jump in where I am, or maybe go like 10 episodes back, but this is actually one of those rare podcasts where you can listen to it from one and keep growing with it. And so um, hopefully people may find that for us as well, because we typically don't have topical episodes unless it was last year or 2020 when everything was on fire, but that's still relevant today because nothing is stopping on fire. Um, So I feel like you could listen to our episode about post George Floyd two years ago and still kind of today because nothing has changed yeah i don't really i don't think that anything from those episodes will change like in a drastic way anytime soon and like a lot of it is like okay like you're in an extreme situation and you have a you know service-based business what do you do it's like that's still kind of stuff that even if it's not covid specifically like there's always going to be certain things that come in and like upset things obviously not always on that scale um, but I feel like that advice can still apply, um, you know, whenever. So, yeah. 
But I do remember that for a very long time, we opened every episode with like, well, we're here and everything sucks, basically. <laughs> I <laughs> like, mean, or it, some, some version of that. Like, <laughs> war. I think it, it, it hasn't, what's going on hasn't changed. I think, I guess we just kind of were like, well, I guess maybe we'll stop opening with that because it's, they know that at this point. It's still terrible because we live in Florida. It's never going to not be terrible. <laughs> FYI. They, the, the governors are always looking for ways to outbid each other and being awful. So Unless something changes. absolutely bananas happened and Anna Eskamani became in charge of our state. That's like the only way. It's an understood terrible. Just like an understood you at the beginning of sentence. <laughs> Yeah, we won't say it anymore, but just know it's outside. So, yeah. bad. <laughs> but we are in a new month, so yesterday marked a new month, and it is Women's History Month, um, which means that March 8th will be International Women's Day. So there's normally some cool stuff going on in that day. Uh, we were just chatting about you know, we've looked around to see if anybody's doing anything special for Women's History Month. We haven't seen a lot so far, so if you know of something, you want us to highlight something. Definitely share that with us. I actually saw a lot of cool stuff for Mardi Gras. Um, just from and like, I saw nothing because that definitely is not my. <laughs> it was like you know, like people, you like just like creators like making like cupcakes and yeah. like paintings and stuff like that. Not anybody like going anywhere, but just like just making cute stuff. Um, and then of course St. Patrick's Day is coming up on the seventeenth, so we'll probably see cute little art projects and stuff centered around that john and i do celebrate saint i Patrick's love that Day. those are two things that i absolutely don't care about well we are both irish Irish. yeah my <laughs> grandfather was a fully irish man so like we take it very seriously i mean my last name's o'keefe obviously and like john's last name is moran which is also a very irish last name so it's like the one thing we both are because nothing we nothing else um in common with that um but yeah so we typically make like traditional food and stuff like that. We don't really go out because I just can't deal with people. I mean, obviously now, but even before, it's just a lot. I was going to say, I feel like it's one of those days where people go out and just much get- like Mardi Gras, uh, ch- yeah. choose to be sloshes yeah. for no reason. It's not even like you can have a good time, have fun, where there are people who are trying to like el- you know, keep the element and like enjoy themselves and culturally yes. appreciate yeah. the things that are happening. I-, I went out once for like dinner at, um, at uh, the place that's over in City Walk, where they have like dueling piano bar, and it's also like they have outdoor seating and stuff. And we went out there once with with friends, and it was like we all were like after dinner, we we're like let's go now because people were starting to pour into like be drunk basically and just drink green beer. Maybe we I like, should go. People watch cool, at our Irish bar. Oh, um, I'm sure it's gonna be just sit. And Actually, watch we've also been there for like lunch on the day of, but again, not in the evening. I'm just in the evening, I'm gonna park. And, and normally, we would honestly go see my grandfather like on St. Patrick's Day. So I don't really know what people do besides like hang out and eat, and then like people that aren't irish or are like get drunk but i don't know that's pretty anything much, about it that's pretty much <laughs> what my my irish side of the family does is just gets together eat and hangs out and then i mean like my mom will talk about saint patrick of course a lot um which most people don't know like, that's a real person cool. so yeah my mom knows every single saint so and my family is very catholic on that side and I was the first Happy person. Ash Wednesday to oh, yeah. your mom. Yeah, she, she's probably <laughs> wondering why I haven't said that. So thank you for reminding me. I, look, so I, I can tell her because I forgot about it. But yeah, on the, I'm not Catholic, but that side of the family, my mom is like Catholic and everything. And 
it's yeah it's a uh, very very into all those holidays and the saints and stuff i'm the first person on that entire side of the family who was not named after a saint or someone in the bible so it was like a very big deal when she I was born. She picked the wildest words. Yeah, to like my mom was against. like, it was like, yeah, like that was how my mom rebelled. And my grandparents were apparently like, uh, okay, but that's that's not a saint and that's not in the Bible. And it's like so wild. I didn't know anything about it until like one day my grandfather told me like much later when they when they stopped really caring about that. And he was like, yeah, like it was like a big deal. Like, and I was like, I oh, can't wait to weird. create sacrilege by creating a Saint Charisma <laughs> candle just for you, you to light in your home. So I can feel special. I'll be so like, look, I'm like saint. everybody else in my family. Like, you that's know, magical. Love yeah. that for you. <laughs> So yeah, if you're celebrating anything fun this month, I'm sure that there's different holidays and days that we missed. Please let us know. Send that stuff in. We'd love to see it. We'd love to share it. If you have any cool projects that you're working on, your business is doing, are you releasing a new product? Are you offering a new service? Let us know so that we can share that with um, our social media followers as well. And if you haven't, um, please make sure that you're following us on Instagram at Heart Hustle Podcast. You can also follow along at Facebook, Heart Hustle Podcast, and Twitter, Heart Hustle Pod. But Instagram is the main place where we're normally sharing stuff, sharing updates, and just sharing what's going on, sharing stuff that our listeners are doing. So make sure you're following and interacting with us there. Mm-hmm. Well, today we are going to be talking about ways to boost your sales during slow season. It is so slow right now for a lot of people, industries, because it's just in between times and people are getting ready to travel and also people I think we're waiting to hear for some reason people still think the CDC is reputable um and so they wait for them to tell them what to do and so now that people are kind of getting away they're actually making travel plans and kind of spending their money in that front so if you're in hospitality this is a good time that you should be picking up right now but for the rest of us who kind of sell everyday normal things if you don't have anything that's seasonal to that spring summer this may be a slow time for you so this is a good opportunity to think of ways that you can start to up your other practices so you can start to help see get a new audience maybe that could fit within your offerings right now. Yeah, I know a lot of business owners are freaking out right now. That has been a consistent theme that people have been reaching out to us and being like, oh my gosh, it's so slow. What do I do? So, you know, we kind of wanted to just discuss like what you can do in that time to just bring in some more sales. So I think the first thing that we're going to talk about is using a referral program to bring in new clients or customers. So, you know, at this point, you probably have already had some amazing clients, some amazing customers, some people you've loved working with, they've loved working with you or they love your product. Um, So reaching out to those people and letting them know that you have started a referral program is a great way to just drum up business from the people you already know, because chances are, you know, these people already, they've had such a great experience with you or your product. And they're just like, oh, like, yeah, I'd be happy to tell somebody else about it. But if you're going to give them an incentive, then they're going to be way more likely to do so. Um, And a lot of times, like, these incentives don't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be anything wild. But people just love to honestly save a buck so or have something that's exclusive or, you know, anything in that, that realm. So using, like, Kismet and Charisma as an example Um, A great thing to do is like if somebody refers my candles to someone else and that person buys, then I can do something simple like in their next order, um, I can add in like wax melts, right? And that's like Mm -hmm. anybody that knows the supply situation for, you know, candle making knows that 
the last jar is a lot more money than the clamshells that you use to make a, a wax melt. And it's a lot less wax as well. So it's like, you're really not losing out on a lot of money at all, but you're doing something that's a little bit above and beyond. It's going to make somebody say, oh man, like that's awesome. I want to give another referral so that, you know, somebody else is buying, I can get more wax melts. And it's just like that extra little something. Um, and with services, you can always do, like if you're a photographer, you could always do something that's like, oh, you could do a small percentage off or $10 off your next session if you have a referral that books. And so that's mm -hmm. something that it's like not only does it encourage them to spread the word, spread the good word of your work and your services, right? But then it also encourages them to book another shoot so that they can use that credit towards their next thing. And I would definitely recommend putting a timestamp on any sort of like offer that you have because, you know, obviously the value of your items, your services and such will change. And again, you're trying to book it in a certain amount of time. So you can say, oh, you know, $10 off your next shoot that you book in the next three months um, or that you like pay for in full in the next three months. Um, so yeah, just kind of doing something like that to bring in those clients and customers that are already in con like the potential clients and customers that are already in contact with the former clients and customers that you've already had. Um, why not grow your network that way? It's just pretty easy, honestly. Yeah. And most of the time people only recommend customers or for friends to be customers of things that they see that they're interested as well. So if like I had a good experience with a certain product, oftentimes that's when I'm like, okay, I tried it out for everyone. Yes. This is something you're interested in. And I wouldn't refer a friend who is not interested in something that, you know, like I always send new vegan plant-based places to you and then yes. to my other friends who are plant-based or eat plant-based because I know you're interested. I'm going to send it to a friend who absolutely thinks that eating plant-based is silly. Like, why would I do that? So that type of thing. I mean, you thing. told me about Project Pop, which is now my favorite vegan popcorn, and I'm literally obsessed with it. <laughs> so, so Major you know. can thank you because I literally just like constantly buy it. I can't get enough of it. It's a good. You go eat Major Pops popcorn, you guys. It's like eat Project Pop. Um, yes. We will put links to the show notes if you are a popcorn person. I'm not a big popcorn person at all. But so it's, that's what was great about it is like you were like, oh, I'm not a huge popcorn person, so I can refer this to a friend who does like. And you're not a huge snacking person. No. Which to me is like bananas because I am a. I love snacks. And so, especially because I don't like to make myself food during the day. So I'm like, I'd rather just have like a little thing of snacks instead of like a lunch. Um, so for me, something like that is perfect because I'm like, okay, I'll have like a rice cake with peanut butter. I'll have like some of that. I'll have like a cut up apple and like a banana. And I'm like, boom, like there's my little adult lunchable. Um, so yeah, just something like that. You just letting me know, even though it's not your thing, but it's 100% mine. So yeah. And also I think having something where you have people buy gift cards, if you have a gift card program, yes. is an easy way to do referrals, quote unquote, because maybe they won't mm -hmm. even give it to somebody else, but it's the thought of like you getting a percentage off when you buy it, purchase a gift card of this amount. So you can get 10% off your purchase if you buy a $50 gift card and or vice versa, that type of thing. So yeah, think about Create those did ways. that over, you know, during like the worst parts of COVID when just not a lot of things were open and, and it's just really bananas. And so they did a lot of that and we ended up getting like, we bought a lot of gift cards because there were deals on them and stuff like that. And we were just kind of like, well, this sounds like a great time to do this and then just used it later. So sometimes giving, giving somebody the opportunity to purchase something now and use it later can be great because, you know, maybe they don't, if it's if you're a photographer, maybe they don't need a, you know, family portrait right now, but if they can purchase it in the next three months, use that credit towards it, 
and they book it for you know the fall when they want to do their family portraits then it's perfect and you already know you have that work coming Mm-hmm. Another good way to start to uh, boost your sales is using your social media contact to give back value to your followers. This is where you can start to use your expertise and what you know and incentivize your customers to purchase by drawing them in by why your products should be utilized and why your services should be utilized. So a great example of this is for people. So I'm going to use your company, use your business for example, uh, ways to safely burn candles in your home having a tip or like an infographic about that because there's so much back and forth about the safety of candles and like why you should use essential oil burn and da, 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 da. so if you start to use an educational piece about what they do how is it positive how your candles specifically use clean ingredients you're not using anything toxic to put in the air then you could also even partner and link up with maybe somebody who has like now they have the rechargeable lighters versus just using fire lighters or you know making sure that people know to cut their wicks before they light their candles that type of information all bundled up is giving value to your followers and for you to give me that type of value I'm like okay well I'm all in on this candle I don't have to feel bad about buying candles anymore because now I don't have to go to big box realtor can retailer candles uh and get their like six for $99 candles and then feel bad about it when I can get support a small business, be educated by your knowledge, and then also know that I'm putting something in my home that's safe. So this is a time where you take what you know and put out content that is worthwhile and not just cute pictures and like things that you think are going to go viral or whatever. Like be intentional about the content that you're putting out that it makes people know that you're a leader and understand your space and what you're selling and what you're doing and providing. Yes. And the social media content that normally does the best is typically the content, at least when it, in relation to like sales and, and businesses and such, is the content that like gives value and provides like educational content, right? So even if it's not like something specifically tied like 100% to your product or service, kind of think as, as far as like your overall brand in general, like one of the things that I'm working on, because I'm like finally going to actually do social media for kismet and charisma life has been so busy that unfortunately that's been the thing to take uh be being sit on the back burner but now i'm kind of taking that off the back burner making that a priority um so there's a lot of ideas that i have in my mind but one of the things i know is like i definitely want to sell the lifestyle of slowing down and enjoying the moment enjoying huga being cozy like that's all a part of it so showing little ways that you can do that by like lighting a a candle having an intentional moment saying some, you know, things that you're going to manifest, having some positive things, affirmations that you say to yourself, taking some deep breaths, doing a little stretching, like that's something that I can let people know how to do and provide that value of like, this is how you do that. Because a lot of people do not know how to calm down their own bodies and do not know how to center themselves. And the first time I learned to do it was actually with guided meditation. And I was like, wow, this is, I I truly didn't know how to do this beforehand, you know? Um, And so, yeah, just kind of providing something like that that's within the realm of your brand is also a great way to give back that value, um, even if it's not 100% directly related exactly to your product or your service. So just keep that in mind. That is really the best thing to do when it comes to your social media strategy is say, how can I help the people that are following me? You know, how can I educate them on my products? How can I give them back value? And that's what's going to get them more engaged and bring in new people as well um, who are going to be exposed to your products and services for the first time and possibly want to use you. Um, So another thing that you can do to boost sales during slow season. So there is a saying that is when the season gets slow, SEO. 
So having a good SEO practice put in place, really like if you can afford it, the beginning of like launching your business, this could really help during your slow season. But if you haven't like looked into SEO and you have no idea what it is and you're just like, that means nothing to me, then your slow season would be a great time to learn about this, pour into it. And if you can invest in it. Absolutely. Definitely. I think for most business owners, it's not, it is worth the time of understanding the bare necessities. So using alt tags, using title tags, and that's also good accessibility practice as well. Um, But I think the nitty gritty pieces, if you have the money to invest, invest in someone to come in. And even if they just teach you the bare bones minimum and like take a course or whatever it is so that you can have the routine maintenance part taken care of. Because I think what happens is that you start to sell more products or release collections and you just run out of time when you're busy that you don't have the time to maintain that level of like meticulous search engine optimization you need to do on your website. And people just let it fall by the wayside and become the afterthought. So I think if you start to create a practice of doing it consistently and knowing how to do things the right way, it won't creep up on you so that when you're in slow months, you're like, oh, by the way, I don't rank for any of my key terms. (laughs) People are searching for things and I don't rank at all. Even like location wise, there's only a handful of people I know who do certain things. And if they're not ranking high, um, especially in the areas that we're in. That is, a, you know, they're victim of very poor search engine optimization. That happens a lot of times when you start to build websites by yourself and you just plug, it, plug and play and just kind of go live with what you pay for and some of these website builders and they start to junk your site with trash code and trash words and all this other stuff. And I know a lot of people when they do um, themes and like whatever they're using, they don't even take out dummy content. So I've gotten so many sites recently where there's so much dummy content and you're getting wasting good SEO on like content that doesn't matter to you. Cause you haven't gone through and like deleted all this other stuff or deleted all these old products or whatever it is that you use to generate your site. So really take the time to go through and just update your site in general, not just for search engine optimization, but also for site maintenance. And then you can go back in and again, start to play with your descriptions, adding keywords. Don't be obvious don't do any black hat stuff which i'm sure at this point if you don't even know what we're talking about you don't even know what that means but (laughs) be smart about it read about the people who are experts in your field and what you're using and try to attract the people who are using these search engines to find you because without even knowing again i even think going back and having analytics on your site and pulling a report if you don't know what the percentage of your traffic comes from and the data behind that, then you are already lost in the sauce. So I think doing these bare basic things of having Google Analytics, looking at your analytics, understanding where your traffic comes from, how are people finding you, that type of thing, then you can start to make smarter decisions on how you optimize your site to get the audience that you're looking for. So it is a lot of work, <laughs> I will say. And that's why I, I say, like, if you can invest, I definitely think that it's something to yeah. invest. But I think you have to know at least the bare minimum before you invest because it's so easy to be scammed on this. I was because... literally just going to say, so <laughs> I have a friend who was just really recently scammed on this. And I was like, girl, like you should have come to me first. I would have told you like where to go. Um, but please make sure that you are speaking to somebody reputable. This is again, where referrals are so important. Like you want to talk mm-hmm. to somebody who has worked with someone, you know, like reach out to, you know, reach out to the people that are literally killing it in your field or an adjacent field and be like, did you use somebody for SEO? Who did you use? Can you refer them or can you refer them? Because, you know, it's people scam people out of thousands of dollars. 
easily. All the time. It's so easy. It's one of those things because it, it also it takes a long time <laughs> to see results with SEO. It's not like I can do good practices and start to do things and then you 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 jump up in the listings tomorrow. That's not how it works. You have to build back links and all that. It's a lot of work. And I don't think people think about how much work it is and how long it, it takes is to see the results. It is a lot of work. And also that it's consistent. Again, it's continual work. It's not something you can do in the beginning of getting a new website and then you, you bounce off of it. And you never put another title tag in <laughs> to save your life or you don't use the right headings or that type of stuff. So definitely sit down and like figure out the bare minimum investing that. That's investing in your business, especially right now. It's slow for you anyway. <laughs> You got the time. Uh, sit down, watch a YouTube video, watch a pay for a course, do the bare minimum work so that when you go to someone to hire them, because it is expensive, because it's not free. Nobody's doing anything for free. When you want to invest in that, you can say if you see their proposal and something that's sketch, if you're like, why is this missing? Just know it's not the company for you. Because I think the problem is with SEO, it's like really hard to know what you're supposed to look out for when you're hiring someone. You just know that your rankings suck, if you even know that. Yeah. most people don't. So Yeah. Yes. So another way to boost sales during slow season is to upsell a seasonal product, right? So basically a seasonal product doesn't mean, you know, Christmas doesn't mean, you know, Hanukkah or Thanksgiving. It means any season where you have something that is just available for that time. So it could correspond with a holiday, um, but it could also just not. It's just something that's available for a certain amount of time and then it's going to go away. So that really gives your, uh, you know, your products or or I'm sorry, it gives your clients or your customers the incentive to go ahead and purchase. So if you're saying, okay, I'm doing this sort of class offering for my client or for my, you know, clients, I'm only offering it for the next month. You know, if you want to enroll, da 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 da, then they know like, okay, this isn't something that's going to be all the time. And then same thing for our product. We have this product, it's limited availability. When it sells out, it sells out. And that sort of thing really motivates buyers because they're, you know, nervous about missing out on that deal or that opportunity. And I think a lot of people always jump to having a sale, which I'm not against sales at all. If you want to have a sale, I'm totally on board with that. Um, but I think that you don't have to jump to a sale if you don't want to. This is a good way to still kind of um, activate that same sort of psychology of like, I don't want to miss out but doing it without ha you having to miss out on profits, right? Because it's slow season and you probably are a little concerned about, you know, what's going on in the bank. So you don't necessarily want to give away, uh, you know, stuff for less than what you normally would. So to me, that would be what I would do is be like, let's do something seasonal. I will say that my seasonal candles do really well, like really well, because people know they're not going to stay in stock. Um, so people will buy them up really quickly. And it's, I literally will have orders like when I announce where people will be like, okay, I'm going to get like two cents of a nutcracker, one, you know, um, of this, one of that, one of the other, then they'll come back like 20 to 30 minutes later, the same person. And again, this is online and they'll buy more of the candles they just bought because in their mind, they're like, oh, they're going to go quick. I should have got more. And they'll just like come and do it within, you know, so it's like two back-to-back mm -hmm. -back sessions. And this happens like, I'm actually very surprised that this actually happens more than I would have thought. But yeah, because I'll just tell people throughout the day, like, oh yeah, like things are going good. You know, you know, we just sold out of this one and people will be like, oh my gosh, like I wanted Santa baby. I can't believe they sold out. Now I need to go back in and make sure I get the, like, even though I already made an order, I need to get some of the other ones that I want before they sell out, you know, whatever it is. So 
keep that in mind. I really just think it's easy to have a seasonal product. And again, it, it could be really anything. Like, it's funny that you actually were talking about lighters because that's been something that I've been looking to do is have a lighter kit. And I looked into two different places where I might order them from. I think I want to do like a rose gold one and either a regular gold or a black. Um, but basically, like if I let's say that I had like a rose gold one and a black one in the shop all the time. And then let's say like I did a limited edition, mm-hmm. like, like gold, a gold or one. green yeah. or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. And only sold that. Like, I'm like, I'm only selling that for the month of April, not tied to any holiday, nothing like that. But this is just a limited offering that we're having. You know, you are, may already have the black, you may already have the rose gold. Now you can get the actual gold, but it's only for the month of April. When it's gone, it's gone get your orders in now. And people that are like, oh man, like I already have the rose gold and I love that one, but I am a gold girl. I love gold. If it's my home aesthetic, those girls are going to come in and grab that up. Right. So just keep that in mind. Like it doesn't have to be specific with a certain, you know, certain holiday or anything like that. It's just about the exclusivity of it being a certain time frame. It's not going to be in the shop forever. It's not a new addition that's around to stay. And that's going to motivate people to buy it in that season. And I would yeah. say that it would be smart to plan ahead. Like if you do releases and that sort of thing, if you're one of those types of businesses that does a release and sells out or whatever, making sure that you have some good releases that don't have products that are, you know, always in your, um, always in your shop, have some of those going during sale season. And same thing with services. Like it could be a time to kind of like, add a new service that you don't normally do and that you're maybe you're not going to do all the time. Um, or again, like upsell for the future. So if you're slow in spring in your service space, can you get people to sign up now for the fall classes, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, having things seasonal, not having all the th- same things available all the time can definitely work wonders in slow season. Absolutely. Yeah. I think honestly, the, king of all brands who do this at starbucks you know yes. it is psl season you know they've been pushing it back <laughs> yeah every year for the past like three years because it's become such a big percentage of their money it's seasonal drinks like people only drink starbucks when they have these drinks because it's become kind of a cult following like it's this you are ha- you know they gave out merch <laughs> you've got psl yes. merch now it's part of i i have a pumpkin spice mug for this reason that mug sells Every year around that time, because I know people are into being pumpkins, but like that's their lifestyle. That is what it is. So, you know, take a, a page out of the book of people who are already doing it. I think Victoria's Secret, like, you know, remember the secret sales? That was such a big thing. Like, everybody was like, oh, we're going to secret sale. We're going to go get our cheap panties or whatever it is that we're getting. You know, bras for a certain amount of money or even Love Spell. Like, you know, back in high school, we were all wearing Love Spell we all knew the secret sale was going on mm-hmm. at Victoria's Secret so that we all would get our love spell for like 40% off or whatever it was. So Ooh, I worry about what kind of chemicals in our body y'all after all so, that. So like, <laughs> the, the fact that like love spell smells so bad if you smell it like recently if anybody has ever had any if you smelled it recently it smells so bad and the fact that like everyone smells like this chemical because it smells very chemically yeah gag cannot um so just yeah i think look at people in your industry who are already doing it and like don't reinvent the wheel i think that's the problem with businesses that sometimes your integrity and i get it because i am big on integrity and i'm big on having like a good heart and brain like not 
being a ripoff. And there's ways to be smart without being a terrible person. So you can just find the things that are trending and kind of coast on those. Christmas in July gets bigger every year for brands who do really well in winter mm-hmm. because they do really well in winter. So offering mm-hmm. these seasonal candles in July, like, of course, I'm going to pick up a Santa baby candle in July. Yep. Like, be ready when I feel like fall is starting in like September, October and start to have that girl running all over my house right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's smart to just do what other retailers are doing, especially big box retailers, because they already have the hashtags. They already have the built-in call following. And so therefore you can start to pick up that audience by offering something that's in line similarly with what you do. I don't sell coffee, but I sell a pumpkin spice mug. Yeah. So that type of thing is something that you can think about doing if you're trying to upsell with just a seasonal product. It's and honestly the best- genius to just, like you said, just co- like look at Starbucks's, like what they're doing and, and do things in that vein. April That's is matcha. January has now become pistachio season. Like yes. Starbucks has quite, they've come they out added, with the, like, a honey vanilla the pink thing. drinks, the and refreshers. When they, when they do like, cause they always announce ahead of time. So if they're going to do like a unicorn frappuccino or something, it's like, if they're doing that and you sell unicorn headbands, like do you, again, or, or get a phone, sell, like, you know, yeah. Take a picture of you with your unicorn headband and a unicorn frappuccino and move about your day. Like don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I find that other brands who sell protein start to do, uh, do social media campaigns where they show like how to make the look like drinks that use their protein products. So you can do a PSL protein shake instead of a protein PSL frap, that type of thing. So be smart about what is already popular and trending in pop culture. Again, events like, you know, Olympics is every four years. So the Winter Olympics were just now. If you were selling anything winter themed, you could have extended it out maybe a little bit by digging into the Olympics. You know, Summer Olympics is going to be in L.A. next Summer Olympics. Start to think about things for that. Like, just be smart about what's happening around you so you don't have to go and reinvent the wheel. Like, I don't need you to go back into the, the lab and, like, come up with this new holiday and this fake thing. Like, you, you're not that big yet. <laughs> like, calm down. Just kind of ride the waves. And also use the stuff that you already have. I have inventory from Christmas. So if I decide to do a Christmas in July sale, which I probably will, let's be real, it's to get rid of some of this Christmas inventory so that I can move on and start my new winter, et cetera, or go into fall. Think about that way as well. If you have other inventory upsell by adding in, doing like a, hey, if you buy three headbands, you can also get a scarf for free because my scarf didn't sell. I got extra scarves, that type of thing as well. So be smart about the way you're choosing to do these upsells. Yeah. Um, again, a, an easy thing to do uh, is contest your giveaways. I think I'm out of that box personally, but they are effective and they do get you social media followers if you do it on social media. And they do introduce you to a new audience because I will say some of the giveaways that I did the first year that I decided to reopen Studio 404, some of those people did come back and they bought products. So I won't say they're inefficient, but if you're starting out, they're a good way to start to build that base because people love free stuff. We love doing stuff for free. I they always sure tag do. Charisma in these local free giveaways. We haven't won anything yet, but I'm going to keep doing it. Well, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> I think that part of the thing is, is like you need to do a giveaway or contest or whatever that specifically really speaks to your brand because then when people come in like, and then you need to have your social media, you know, being active so that people want to stay because I think what happens is a lot of time people will just say, well, I'm going to give, you know, a hundred dollar gift card to something random or whatever. And like, come like my page, but it's like, that's not, you know, you want people that are going to enter, for example, like if you're doing one, you know, for Studio 404 and you're like, I'm going to do a print, you know, people that are interested in that print are going to enter 
And when they see it, you know, if you're partnering with, you know, an influencer or whatever, and when they're seeing it with that influencer's um, following, they're going to be like, oh, I, I like that print. That is my style. I am into it. And then when they check out the rest of your work, they're going to love it. You know what I mean? But I definitely will see people that will just be like, oh, I, you know, do something completely different than what my giveaway or contest is about. And those, that's when I'm like, that is not going to work. Also make sure that like, if you are partnering with other brands or with other, like, or with an influencer or something like that, that there is some overlap in your brand identities, right? So it's like, if you're partnering with an influencer that is like maybe a hashtag spooky girl, right? And your stuff is all about like farmhouse living and like you sell like home decor products for farmhouse living. The spooky girl is probably not going to have the best base to reach the audience that's going to be interested in what you do. So even if you do give away a $50 gift card to Target and people are happy to enter that, they're probably not going to continue following you and being interested in your content and then your products or services because they are more interested in spooky girl. And again, it's not to say that obviously people contain multitudes, like people are into different things, but realistically like that's not going to be your best bet into bringing people in and converting them into clients or customers um so just keep that in mind and you know same thing with working with brands like sometimes i'll see a whole bunch of brands like be like and also when you make people follow too many people people just there's a lot of people who just won't do it or they'll do it and just unfollow so keep that in mind if you're like oh i want you to follow these 10 accounts like I'm already out as soon as they've, like, I just don't even enter. I'm like, that's not for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am not going to follow 10 no. more accounts because I'm very specific with who I follow. If it's one or two accounts, I might be like, yeah, let me check them out and see if they're for me. But if it's 10 accounts, I'm not even going to do it. But yeah, if you're like, oh, there's this group of us and we want you to follow these four accounts. And, you know, maybe your thing is that you're all local Orlando businesses that make delicious food. And maybe you all make vegan food, right? So you make different types of food, but you're all vegan spots and you're all in Orlando. Okay, well, yeah, if I'm interested in one of you, I'll probably be interested in all of you because I want to eat vegan food all over the city. So that is an easy sell. But if it's like one of you is doing one thing way over here and the other is doing something way over here and there's no common ground, then it's going to get hard to really sell people on following the four of you and continually following after the contest or giveaway. And I have literally seen like in the last like few weeks, I saw an influencer who was like, just kind of going off on Instagram and was like, I did a contest with, they did a contest with like kind of with like a big boxy store for um, like, Oh, it was, it was actually, I want to say, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, it was with box, box lunch. You won't know who it is. Cause they do like a million. So it was with box lunch and they, I don't even know if it was, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was even with them or if they just bought a gift card, which either way, that's fine. Um, but they were so mad that people like followed them and then just like unfollowed after the con- contest. And box I'm lunch? like, no, 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 oh, no, like... the influencer. Oh, they had a got box it, got lunch it. Gift yeah. Card. Yeah. And it was like $50 to box lunch and they were like girl, all a box lunch. Person, me, human. That's yeah, what. Yeah. Wasn't a girl, but about? yeah. So, and they were so upset and, um, you know, my thing is, is like, first of all, maybe don't lash out on your current audience that obviously is still following you, like coming to your story and being mad. These are the people that are actually following you. So this is not even the, like the right people to be upset at because they are obviously following you. They did not unfollow you. But then you also have to know that like, did, did your con, like, did your contest make sense? Did you say, Hey, go to box lunch and buy, you know, this, I don't know, Winnie the Pooh stuff at box lunch. And this is what you should get. This is what I would get if I were you. And then do you have a whole bunch of Winnie the Pooh content? Because that might make sense. 
But if you, there's no connect between box lunch and what your profile is about, then, you know, you really can't expect people to be into it. And also if you're not active, like, you know, I take breaks from Instagram. I take breaks from posting. There is nothing wrong with it. But you have to understand that people, if they don't, if they're not very familiar with their, your account and everything, they're probably going to want to see that you're active on there. And if you're not like holding a contest and then not being active on there, probably not going to work to bring in new people for new sales, right? So just keep those things in mind. It can get tricky with contests or giveaways, but keeping it simple, keeping everything on brand is going to be the best way to bring in new people. And I think that having an offer after after you do a contest or giveaway, so that would be a great time to add in that seasonal product, right? To say like, oh, did you just get here from you know, the gift card giveaway that I just did? I'm so glad you're here. We're actually offering the seasonal product that we don't normally offer. It's only here to the end of the month. You better get it before it sells out. That is the time to do that. So a lot of these things will work better if you couple them. I would do all five, but a lot of these things work together if you couple them together and, and kind of piggyback one after the other. Um, so yeah, definitely so many great ways to boost sales during slow season. Do not freak out. There are still options. Um, so don't like that's, that's number one. I think a lot of people, especially if you're new to entrepreneurship, I'm seeing a lot of people in the beginning be like, oh my God, I'm scared. Like things have slowed down. They were really good in the beginning and now they sort of slowed down and now I'm freaking out. It's like, take a deep breath. Your business will go through slower seasons and busier seasons. And there is that ebb and flow and that is okay. And there are definitely so many ways to continue to make it work and get closer to having, um, you know, a more consistent client schedule and a more consistent customer schedule throughout the year. So you're going to get there, but just take a deep breath and take it one day at a time. <laughs> Breathe through it. And while you're sitting and you have time to do something different, maybe pick up a hobby. <laughs> this episode was sponsored by Let's Make Art. And if you heard the ad at the beginning and you did not write these things down, I am here to help you. You can go to zen.ai backslash heart hustle pod for 20% off your entire order. So definitely go check that out if it's slow season and you need a way to get through the stress and the mindfulness. They have some really cute things that I'm excited to pick up and we're going to be doing during spring break this upcoming couple weeks. So yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, the individual kits for kids literally start at $16, which is so cheap, so affordable. Like you, if you went plus to a big Plus 20% store, off, you guys. Yeah, plus 20% <laughs> off. So I know for myself, like I, I definitely plan to do some of the adult things, but I will say that I'm going to get that kid's rocket ship for myself and do that watercolor because that looks so fun. So it's going to be so Do it with me and twin with me, y'all, and let me see yours. I'm yeah, you have to hashtag boss so hard if you do mine. do them um, <laughs> so we can see them, tag us in them when you get your kit, when you start to do it because it's really fun. I'm excited to do it. So. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.